Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. I am so excited today uh, to welcome Naomi Stonier. The English pronunciation of the name is that would be Ian. That would be true. Um, Naomi is a relationship coach. She will coach you on all your relationships, not just your intimate ones. And her passion is showing you how to change any relationship without the other person doing anything. Amazing. Uh, Naomi's website is Plumo Relationship Coaching, or you can look her up under Naomi Stonier uh, Relationship Coach. Welcome, Naomi, to the podcast today. I am so excited, and I've got a whole host of questions for you. So the first one is, how did you get started in this? Well, thanks so much for having me on. I love to talk about this stuff. It's my passion because it's a path I walked myself. I uh, experienced dysfunctional relationships from childhood onwards. and They showed up everywhere for me. When we don't resolve or address difficult family of origin relationships, they repeat. And so even when we don't have, you know, we might, we try to solve things by cutting people out of our lives or maybe people pass away, we still will repeat the pattern. So for me, that showed up in my uh, relationship. It showed up in my friendships. It showed up in the amount of success I had in the workplace. You know, I lived on the emotional roller coaster. It was exhausting. And it meant that when a life event came my way, because one way or another, this stuff's coming for us all, right? No one gets away with it. Uh, And for me, it was infertility. I was completely unequipped to deal with it. And so I was desperate for a big family. A big family meant I would always get love. I would always be needed. And so even when we were lucky enough to have our beautiful daughter, um, I was desperate for more. And I really felt into a rabbit hole of repeated uh, treatment. Um, And I just, I nearly broke us uh, emotionally, financially, physically. But it it turned out to be my gift because it was the moment where I was forced to take a look at how I was showing up. And I found relationship coaching and relationship coaching taught me uh, how I was creating my experience why I was going to the places that didn't feel good and how to stop doing that and start choosing what I wanted. 
That is so difficult. Um, we think about relationships with other people, but it's also the relationship with yourself. Yeah. yeah. And um, before you mentioned that we, from a, an early age, were in relationships, sometimes dysfunctional relationships. And I know for me, um, for years, I was trying to please my father who had died years ago, but I was still reliving that. That's it's it. so difficult. Yeah, we're sponges soaking this stuff in. So you don't have to have had uh, a difficult ex uh, experience even. We just, the patterns are passed down the generations and the most amazing thing about it is most of it's un, un, entirely unconscious. So we're navigating the world. We're making our choices and decisions by these systems of beliefs and rules and values that we don't realize we have. And, the, you know, nobody's systems match. They clash. <laughs> and so, you know, there's misunderstanding. There's confusion. And we make it mean there's something wrong with us. There's something wrong with the relationships. And all it is is these belief systems that we collect along the way. We never change it. We never update it. And, you know, and that's how you find yourself in a pattern of pleasing, you know, from an experience from long ago. And you're saying that it truly is possible to change? I'm not only that, I'm saying it's really simple. <laughs> this stuff is so simple. Now, it may not be easy, so, but that's okay. That's why we coach. But it is, it is I promise you, simple. This is simple stuff. These, is, these are minor tweaks. I, I always, always tell people the change happens in the small moments. It is not about, we think that the problems happen in the big moments, you know, that moment of infidelity, that thing that gets said in the moment, that moment of letdown. But it isn't, it's actually in the millions of moments leading up to it. And the great news is, is the solutions always also happen in the little moments. So it's about shifting, being aware and choosing in the little moments. So the little moments are not reacting to that comment, that choice to not react, that choice not to make the comment. It's it's like the arc of the golf ball. The way you hit the ball, it's a millimeter difference between the lake and the green. So those tiny little moments and the arc of the golf ball is your life. So when we just choose in the tiny moments, it adds up and we end up with a hole in one. <laughs> Amazing. So one of the things we spoke about before was, and one of my trigger things is not being heard. Yeah. So what happens when you're in a relationship and you feel as if you're not being heard? Yeah. How do you deal with it? Yeah. Well, it's very, very common. We are talking to each other and when we're even standing in front of each other and saying the words and it's still not landing, it, we are so bewildered and confused by this and your experience is very normal. And what we, you must do is get very curious about why that is. And so the very natural reaction is to say, 
they're not listening. They don't care. I don't matter. Because it's a very natural reaction for the the experience to be happening outside of us to us. But that isn't true. That isn't possible. Other people can't create our emotions. So when, no matter how many times you say it, it's not landing. You have to get really curious about how you're saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So. And there's such a huge difference. Yes. Such a huge difference. Because are you willing to tr- to communicate what you need in a hundred different ways to find the way that they hear it, but it's also about the emotion that we communicate in. Because when we communicate, and it, this stuff can be very sneaky, it's not just the obvious, but when we communicate in shame, blame, and guilt, we're not hurt. So I can give you an example from my own life of where my communication wasn't heard. Do you want me to give you an example? Oh, please. Yeah. So um, I love this example so much. It's my favorite example because it was so simple and it changed everything in my relationship. And it was that I'm a tactile person. I love my love, my language, my way of feeling love. My role is hugs and kisses. So I'm tactile. I want affection. Now, my husband's role but love is not hugs and kisses. So he doesn't need hugs and kisses to feel loved. So I would frequently feel unloved. And I would really, you know, genuinely spend quite a bit of time feeling unloved. And so I would go and ask for a hug. But the rule I had that I didn't know I had was that my my rule for love was it had to be spontaneous affection. So unasked for affection. So I would go and ask for a hug, but because I'd had to ask for it, it didn't feel loving. And then I would get upset and I would get annoyed. And I would say, it's just clinical. There's no love in this. You don't mean it. This is the sort of dynamic. So you can imagine what was going on between us. I go and ask for a hug. I'm given one and I'm still not happy. And so can you understand his confusion my confusion, and no matter how many times I told him, you you need to hug me, you're not tactile, he didn't hear me because I was shaming and blaming. There's something wrong with you. You don't love me. You make me feel bad. Yeah, this is what I was communicating. And so it was such a simple journey, such a simple thing to uncover the rule and change it and ask for hug can be just as special as an unasked for hug. So I discovered the rule. I didn't know I had it. You see, so this is, he doesn't know, he doesn't know the rule. I Even I don't know my own rule. So I discovered the rule and I just changed it. And I just went and got my hug and I just felt love. And my energy changed. So I would get the hug. I would feel happy And then my communication was heard. Oh, hugs make her happy. Hugs used to make her sad. They used to make her angry. Hugs make her happy. Now I get hugs all the time. Unasked for hugs all the time. Because finally I, you know, went on this journey of exploration and it all just involved me uncovering and working on myself. It didn't involve my husband at all. 
I can so totally relate to that. Totally. I think most feminine energies can. And, and that's the other thing that comes into play is masculine and feminine energy. And so it's not about men and women and we have to let go of our social conditioning. It's about polarity and how feminine energy moves and how masculine energy moves. And masculine energy is just, it's not going to get it. You know, we have to explain it, but feminine energy doesn't like that. Feminine energy thinks masculine energy should just know. And if you have to tell them, then it means there's something wrong with the relationship. <laughs> so it's about being able to give each other a compassion, give each other a bit of a break. <laughs> Nothing's gone wrong. We still love each other. <laughs> I totally, totally understand. So that leads me into the next question, which is, and it has to do with what you just explained. What happens when you keep putting yourself at the end of the line yes. in your family, in your relationships, and then you become resentful and exhausted? Oh, my God. It's like you're describing me. Each question is, is, is just describing my journey. So, And this is obviously very common with feminine energy and we and when we have a problem we cannot solve again we have to ask ourselves why all behavior has a positive intent and so you you will not do anything unless it's somehow meeting your needs somehow benefiting you and this is even the bad stuff if it meets your needs, you're going to keep doing it. This is the root of addiction. This is the root of violence. This is all the unhealthy, crazy behavior that we see other people do and ourselves do. We don't understand why we did it. It's because it's meeting our needs. And so other people can't create our emotions. If we're working on that basis, we have to think about wow, what does overwhelm um, frazzle, what's it serving? What purpose is it serving? And so again, I can just share with you my experience and I'll put it in the context of we live in a society that rewards over-functioning and overworking, you know, overeating, over-drinking, overspending. They're all frowned on. Overworking is raised is rewarded in our society and we have a busyness hierarchy and the busier you are the more important you are and for me uh the the the, the experience of overwhelm was a, a really interesting one in that I changed would ch constantly change all the circumstances in my life but always uh, I was always overwhelmed so then I got really curious about it and it was meeting my needs and I could just run through, you know, I just use this very simple framework to, to understand behavior we don't like and we use can use it on everyone else. And so for me, it was meeting, meeting the need for certainty. It was a very familiar feeling. I knew exactly how to get there. Okay. But too much certainty and we get bored. So we have to go to the next need, the need for uncertainty, Certainty makes us feel uh, reassured, but uncertainty makes us feel alive. And so any which way we can get it, we'll, we'll find uncertainty. And it may make more sense if I say variety, adventure, surprise. We all say we like that, but the variety we don't like, we call problems. Yeah. So I want you to think about the roller coaster of overwhelm. Now, if things are getting a bit too certain, 
I could whip up a bit of uncertainty by having too much to do, you know, the anxiety of running through the to-do list. And then I would uh, switch into resentment and blame for whoever I believed had created this extra work for me. And then, you know, crashing down into uh, just sorrow and self-pity for myself. And, and the significance is in there because, you know, I'm if I'm there solving everybody's problems and being responsible for everybody, it gives us significance. But the, the last one, which was, which was hard for me to get was, it was how it met my need for love and connection. And that one was I, the only time I would ever stop and have a break was when I got so overwhelmed, I crashed. And then I would crawl into bed and watch Netflix and eat ice cream. And there is like, it's like a low grade form of connection, you know, like really just connecting with myself, just, uh, so, you know, I would go round and round this cycle and it was only once I understood how it met my needs that I was able to break that cycle. You've just described everything about me. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, that was, if I could paint what you just said, um, it would be a mirror in front of me um, because I've done all of that. Yeah. I ha- I love the certainty, but then I get bored. I have to have something new and different. Hence, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I'm forever going at diving off the deep end. And then I do get overwhelmed. And then I do crawl into bed with Netflix. <laughs> which is what I did this weekend. And then to, to try to get that energy back yeah. to start all over again with the whole thing. Yeah, that's, that, that's incredible. And when, when you just operate on the basis that nothing, nothing outside, so we are programmed to believe our emotions happen to us. They're pre-programmed, they're out of our control. And it's not true. We create our emotions. We run patterns uh, with what we choose to focus on, what happens in our bodies, the language we use. So in the case of overwhelm, we'll be saying, I've got to do this. I should do this. I must do this. I need to do this. We we run the pattern of tension in our bodies. Um, We focus on, oh, my God, I have to do it all on the to-do list. And that's how we create our emotions. And so when you just fully, fully, fully sign up to no one else has created this, nothing has created this, how much money, how much time I have has not created this, then you can find the answers. The answers are all within us. Wow. Okay, well, I'm definitely going to have to um, readjust my thinking. So you do a lot of one-to-one or one-on-one coaching. Tell us about your program and how you help people um, re- re-examine what they're doing and change uh, their mindset. So I work with people one-to-one for one year. And what I help them do, I work with one person. I don't work with couples. I just teach one person how to go first. And what I do is I help them to reframe working on the relationship as practice. Practice 
uncovering, discovering your own emotional patterns, your, your own rules and values and beliefs that you didn't even know you had that you picked up from Auntie Mary when you were 10. So, um, yeah, I just help people. I teach them to let go of needing the relationship to be different and using it as practice to discover and grow themselves And when we truly, truly do this work to develop and grow ourselves, we just become a walking, talking example of the work. We just start to love the work and better relationships are a byproduct of the work you do on yourself. So we're using the relationship to practice because people come desperate for the relationship to change or terrified the relationship's over or stuck. You know, in in cases of uh, family of origin, the amount of people I've worked with who are waiting for a parent to die, that's how they're solving this. It's either cutting them out of my life or just, you know, they're going to die soon anyway. So I'll just put up with it until then. And I help them to use the relationship as practice learning how they're creating their emotions, uh, you know, their expectations. And it's the most transformational work. When I work with entrepreneurs, the success of uncovering these patterns, uh, the success floods into their business. And then the, uh, the byproduct, the bonus, is the relationship stops feeling so awful. They have lots more time and energy. So it's just this win-win and because you probably learn the patterns in the personal relationships, but you use them everywhere else. Well, that's a lot to think about. <laughs> what I do have is a webinar. So I've just done one and I'm more than happy to share the replay link with you. And in it, I do, it's like an hour, hour and a half deep dive into this process. And I'm going to be doing another one for Christmas. And that one's going to be, so I work with intimates, uh, business relationships. The one for Christmas is going to be specifically family of origin, because all the patterns that we're running that we, we're able to avoid most of the year, obviously in the holidays, you can't avoid it. And so they resurface in the holidays. So I'm going to be doing a training, helping people create the desire and the motiva- motivation to use the holidays as practice. And um, yeah, so... Because we have, we have two choices. We can either suffer or learn. And so we can either suffer in the relationship and just put up with it and settle, or we can try and cut them out of our lives, or we can learn, yeah? And there is so much gold in these relationships if we don't shove it all under the carpet. Honestly, when you uncover it and you understand it, you will create so much success everywhere. You know, that's been my experience. I was the only one to get coached. Nobody else got coached. Everybody else responded to my changes. It was the most incredible experience, which created immense confidence for me. And my whole life changed. I uh, left my job. We moved house. We went to live in Italy for a year. 
You know, our life now is just a completely different place, one that we have created. You know, we're now just in control of our time, how we work, where we work. You know, it's just the difference between night and day, all through just me working on my relationships. That sounds miraculous. Absolutely miraculous. Well, it, it really feels that way. You know, it really feels like a lottery win. And you just become a relationship, you know, I, I like my clients become relationship ninjas <laughs> and they just go on to use it everywhere. You okay? So you talk about a time frame of about a year. Yeah. How soon do you see, do you actually see some transformation? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a great question because uh, you can absolutely uh, get the results in six months. But what I like to account for is a little thing called life. <laughs> you know, life happens. We get sick. The kids, the dogs get sick. We, you have to account for the fails. You have to account for the setbacks. And when you know you have a, a year, you you don't feel that time pressure. So you you fail a lot, you get it wrong, you have to learn from that, you have to try, you have to experiment, and you want that time period to, it gets you back on the road quicker when, you know, things don't go right, they go wrong, and you know, okay, I can recalibrate, I can try again. So, it, you know, you experiment. So, yeah, absolutely. Lots of my clients get uh, their results in six months, and then they go on to build on those results. Yeah. So it's almost like, uh, you know, people can fall into the trap of thinking it's a bad thing when they create the result early, but, but that's only the start. That result you come into coaching for is only the start. You don't even know what's possible after that. So it's just the funnest thing when, you know, I had a client who went from not being able to speak her mind, you know, really coming to me saying, I just can't shut my brain up. Uh, to uh, talking on a TEDx stage 12 weeks later. Wow. Yeah. So Talk about a transformation. Yeah. And now she's on, you know, she's realized that she came into coaching to manage her mind. Well, that, that she, she made these shifts so quickly. And now she's, you know, nine months in, she's flying in every area. I can think of so many different things right now. And I'm just going, my brain is beyond. So you mentioned the program that you're going to have over the holidays, but you do different programs at different times of year. Um, I just do webinars. So I always only coach for one year. I don't do any other type is one-to-one -one for one year because I, you know, we're going to make permanent change together. So when you've been running these patterns for decades, you know, it can take a little bit of time to, to step out of them. But I do webinars. I do free webinars that I just, anyone can sign up for if they follow me, if they get on my email list. And I do them sort of once every three months. So they're like a taster of what it would be like to work with me. And it shows you I go into a deep, deeper dive of the process. And just that webinar alone, you're going to get so many learnings from it. Well, I definitely want to sign up for that. Um, when, where can people find you? 
So they can find me at plumocoaching.com. So that's P-L-U-M-O coaching.com or just follow me on socials. I'm on uh, Facebook as Naomi Stonia. And again, that's an awkward surname to spell, but I know you'll put it in the show notes and, um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. So I'm, I'm on there, but you can also book a consult with me. It's a free one hour call. I'll take, we'll take a look at where you're at now, why what you've been doing isn't working. And then I'm going to tell you what you need to do to get where you want to go. So just that one hour call alone, will you'll leave that call with a complete plan. But if it resonates for you, then we can absolutely explore working together. So yeah, you can speak to me one-to-one on the phone. You can come to my webinar or just follow my content on socials. I, I post so much on socials. That'll be wonderful. So for our listeners, everything will be in the show notes. So if you have any, it, it, you'll they'll definitely be able to find you. Um, again, your website is... Plumo coaching. We discussed that the name doesn't mean anything. I don't know why I chose it, but I just like the sound of it. So yes, Plumo coaching or one word. Excellent. Well, thank you so very much for joining me today. Oh, it's absolute pleasure. And thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.